today on the Leadership Cafe, where we talk with extraordinary people leading remarkable businesses. Uh, we're your hosts, Michael Couch. And I'm Richard Citrin. And you know, in times of change, like we're all experiencing, it's important to turn to some of our finest leaders and find out how they're directing their businesses and contributing their communities to make everything run just a little bit better, which I think we all could agree uh, we could stand a little bit more of these days. And what we're seeing among these leaders is that they're pivoting quickly to address the needs of their organizations and customers. They're reaching out and connecting to their stakeholders in new ways. They're acknowledging and appreciating the jobs being done by frontline workers. And they're taking action to help out their communities to deal with what has been a very challenging 2020 so far. And before we uh, we meet our guests for today, we want to make sure we thank our sponsor, Vaco. Vaco is a global uh, talent solutions company, and we really appreciate their support and uh, and contribution for this uh, for this for this webcast. Yeah. So today, our special uh, guest is uh, Alice DeGeorge uh, with the, she's the CEO and founder of Prescott Printing in Erie, PA. Welcome, Alice. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks. I'm very excited. <laughs> Glad to have you. So, yeah, I think a great place always to start is to tell us maybe a little bit about about uh, where the idea for uh, for uh, for for Prescott Printing uh, came, and uh, maybe a little bit more about your background. Sure, sure. So again, my name is Alice George. I'm the CEO and founder of Prescott Printing Services. Uh, we opened in December in 2008 during another wonderful time in the economic <laughs> situation. Yes. So we're kind of used to this pandemic thing, I got to say. Um, but uh, a little background is I had a couple jobs in the print industry prior to that. Uh, one, my paycheck started to bounce. And so I left that company and then I ended up at another print shop. And unbeknownst to me, they were in the midst of selling that company. So within six months of hiring me, uh, they told me that I was losing my job because they had sold the company. So at that point, I just decided, you know, I really enjoyed this industry. Um, I love the fast paced of it. I'm a creative person by nature. Um, and so I just decided to open my own company and try it out. You know, I've already worked with some bad bosses. Now I'm going to go be a big, be a good boss. So, yeah, right. so yeah, I just, okay. I just, um, just ended up starting my company and it happened to be the same time that the economic bubble was starting to burst. So finding funds was a little bit difficult. So, um, ended up having a credit card with about $5,000 on it. And I got a small business loan to buy a couple copiers and we were off to the races. So. Fantastic. Yeah, we're 11 and a half years later now, so <laughs> we're doing yeah, good. Yeah, Richard and I both started our own businesses in 2008, so we know what kind of challenge, uh, you know, that that you know, things were occurring around that time. Well, fantastic, and we're all still here, which is which is marvelous. There you go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what we've been uh, t talking to our, you know, our uh, leaders about is. Uh, you know, and uh, and the other executives we've been discussing is just, you know, what you've seen uh, with your, particularly with your leadership team and the folks in your organization, or maybe what you've seen or done personally that, that's really, uh, really impressed you uh, in how folks have stepped up or some things that you've done at, at uh, Prescott Printing that have really made a difference uh, when the when there's challenges like, uh, like today facing us. Yeah, and even uh, Alice, what kind of challenges have you guys been facing as a result of both the pandemic and some of these um, issues around racial justice and equity, whether that's hit your business as well? Sure. So, you know, as a print company, we are an event based business. So in March 16th, uh, when the world stopped and all events stopped and bars and restaurants closed, pretty much we 
we were standing there saying, what's going to happen? Because that was a big yep. chunk of our business. About, about two-thirds of our revenue just came to a, an abrupt halt. Um, and so even as a business owner, we had jobs that were already in process that we were hoping people weren't going to call and cancel because they were for months down the road. Um, most of the stuff we do is a couple months ahead of time. You know, uh, we do a lot of wedding invitations, a lot of um, raffle tickets, uh, event based invitations and such. Um, so we kind of, you know, it took honestly about two weeks to kind of just figure out what we were going to do with the jobs that we had in process, what we were going to do with jobs that we were still continuing to quote or work on, and then just fielding really all the calls that, you know, every day it was somebody canceling and canceling and canceling. And so, wow. Wow. Um, you know, my, my team, and again, when the, when it, when we shut down, I just sent everybody home because of the COVID scare. We just sure. didn't know what to, you know, of course, no one knows what we're doing. We're kind of all no rules to this game at all. Nope. Um, Making it up. So, so I, uh, I ended up myself just coming in and finishing what we needed to finish for the for, for a couple weeks, and then I slowly brought staff back because I, you know, I have four people, and one person doing four people's job is a lot. And you know, the things don't stop really. You know, we still had to deal with a lot of bills being paid and things happening. So, um, slowly brought them back and alternated their their hours so we had the separation the you know staying away um but you know i i just give such props to my team being able to shift gears um on the fly really on the fly i mean i, I a thursday i had talked to another business owner and he said alice it's coming tomorrow just so you know and that was friday and sure enough you know erie pennsylvania shut down and so I called my team at, you know, that night, Thursday night, and I said, look, this is happening. I know it's going to happen. Stay home tomorrow. Let me figure out what's going to happen. <laughs> so I, I'm just, I'm so thankful that they're able to shift gears. And, um, and again, going through what I did when I started, we kind of thought that, well, we got through that. So this is something we're going to get through, but there wasn't, there's no rules. There's no rules to this game right now. So we're still figuring it out. Um, the panic is a de definite less. Uh, we've gone through all the colors of the rainbow. So we've gone through, you know, the red and the yellow and the green. And then we've kind of dropped back a little bit. Uh, Governor, Governor Wolf has, uh, again, pulled back the restaurants and bars to about 25% now. So we still are not recouping those invites and those event style business. So really, we are having to find where our cheese is again. You know, our cheese has been moved, as they say. Yep. And so we are... And again, the panic has kind of softened and we've kind of gotten into the new groove. All the girls are back. We rearranged the office. Um, you know, we had the, getting the word out to our customers was a really big deal too, to let them know how we were working with the COVID shutdown. You know, we had to close our doors for about two months, not allowing people in. So we started doing online payments. You know, we had a Dropbox for contactless pickups you know um, we're a very local company so people come to us yeah um so yeah and, and just getting the word out to um how we were going to roll for the next couple months really alice for you as a leader uh, now you started in 2008 so you you started during you know the last great crisis that we've had what yes. what have you seen in yourself as a leader and what have you learned um over the course of your career uh that perhaps prepared you for this and what what were those big lessons of, of leadership that that you feel you you learned and were able to put into play now 
the big thing is is to not and I'm going to say not worry because you have to worry. I mean, you're, you have to be smart and think where, you know, what if, what's going to happen? So I have learned a lot of looking down the road, not just to what the problem is in front of us. You know, the problem when the, with the COVID, we shut our doors. Okay, well, that doesn't mean everything stops. So we have to do this. What can we do next? Um, making decisions on the fly and being confident that if that decision isn't right, you have another chance to make another decision. Mm -hmm. But if you stall and you muddle and you worry without action, nothing's going to take place. So I have a newfound mantra that you have 50% chance to make the right decision the first time. If you don't, you got a better chance to make the right decision the second time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you make no decision, you're uh, in the same pot, yeah. Yeah, or you, you're you're maybe even a worse situation. So the notion of, uh, and this is one of the things we've heard from a lot of the leaves we've talked to is they've, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things that they thought were, you know, if they had been planful about it, it might have taken 18 months. Instead, it took 18 days to put right. some things into place. So yes. action has certainly been an important theme that we've heard throughout our interviews with folks. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you really have to, I mean, the word pivot and, and shift and all those key words right now are really so true uh, because sitting and doing nothing makes nothing happen. But at least some action, like I said, if it's, if it's not the right one or if, I mean, and really that was the hardest part with this is all the decision making on a daily basis because we were getting fed so much information on, I mean, every day I'd open up my email and there would you know, the chamber would be sending us stuff and, and our vendors would be sending us updates. And so keeping up with our outside versus us, just us keeping up with our craziness, what else is happening that we rely on? So our paper, you know, was was being delayed because the paper suppliers oh, had shut yeah. down. You know, our other, wherever we get all of our vendor stuff, you know, we don't produce paper here, we have to order it. So our supply chain was affected. So we then had to, our customers know that, you know, things were going to take a little bit longer. So it, I always call it air traffic controlling. There's planes yeah, coming yeah. in, planes going out, who's on the tarmac, who's doing what. So it's just, it's exhausting. And there'd be days I would come home and my husband, God love him, would cook me dinner and he'd say, well, you know, what do you want for dinner? And I said, I, I will eat dirt if you put it in front of me. I cannot <laughs> make any more decisions. <laughs> But it, it's just really taxing and, and it's easy to sit afterwards and saying, hey, we got through it. But it was like conditioning for the football, you know, for the Super Bowl. You just every day have to work at it and shift and pivot and all those great words just to get through the day sometimes. Yeah, so the the idea of, uh, of being more future, future focused, thinking mm -hmm. about what's coming up, uh, being faster, taking action. Uh, don't stall, decide on the fly. Uh, th these are the themes we've heard from uh, from other leaders too. And uh, and we're, we're seeing the, the folks who did take that approach are being more agile and uh, being able to respond to this better. Uh, Alice, I'm intrigued to see that you, you also do a radio program for the local uh, business uh, community. Go ask Alice. There you go. I think I've heard that title <laughs> somewhere what before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you hearing? Uh, what are you hearing from the other leaders uh, as you have your your discussions and your the online networking that you're doing there? Sure. Uh, you know, kind of a lot. A lot of the same. Um, I'm very fortunate that Erie has a great small business community that is very much focused on helping each other. 
lift each other up and network for each other. And so the, the two shows I have, I have one that's called Keeping It Local, Keeping Erie Awesome. And that spotlights our business customers ah. um, as, a, as a thank you. Um, the other one is the Go Ask Alice radio show. That is a call-in. Um, and so both of them teeter on helping um, small business owners get the word out. Um, the, the, the keeping it local show, we actually have them in studio and we kind of go over their bio and then part of the, the keeping area awesome is what they're giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. So one of the criteria is what nonprofit work are you doing? Are you volunteering in your community? Are you sponsoring the local sports teams? Because, you know, when we hear the words keeping it local, what does that mean? It keeps the money in our community, but if you're getting supported, how are you supporting that community back? And so the big criteria is not only you're a small business, but what are you doing to keep Erie awesome with non-business related or using your business as a tool to help other community oriented or, you know, events go on. Um, the Go Ask Alice show, we ask small business owners to call in and tell us about things that they might be having trouble with or things that they are really doing great at because oh, that cool. can also help another small business that might be, you know, muddling and just can't even get started. I think a lot of times small business owners are um, shock and awe is happening and they just need a motivative kick in the butt. And there might be a business owner out there that says, hey, you know, we're all going through this, but this is how I've gotten over it. You know, last week's conversation was about how you've shifted for success. And so that was the key topic. And we talked about different ways to um, help you get your motor started. So making a list because everything is just as important as the next. And sometimes you have to do one thing to start the next. But that first thing is so overwhelming. It's like, well, I can't do this until I do that. So, you know, we talked about making lists, daily lists, and then marking those off because you have a sense of accomplishment. You get a little shot of dopamine, boom, you know, makes yep, you feel right. good. You can look and feel like you did something. There's so many times I leave and I go, I don't even know what I did today. Why am I so tired? <laughs> you know? So I have this, you know, my checklist every day and I go through that and then whatever's left over, I put that on the next day's task as a starter. Um, so just little things like that. Um, I really started that just a couple months ago. It was a, a half an hour, same type of guest in studio. But since we shut down, I felt there wasn't that networking tool that most business owners are used to having, going out yeah. to see people and, and talk about questions. So this was an opportunity to kind of use the, the the platform of my show to keep that going and just put it out there and hope that people um, enjoy it and use it as a tool to help them keep going. And uh, something we've heard uh, as well, uh, Richard, I thought I'd jump in here just as a follow up. Uh, the um, uh, people talk about their network and their relationships and how important it was to have those prior Sure. to uh, to an event occurring so that you have somewhere to go is that is that the benefit that you saw from the work that you've done there oh absolutely and i think you know as small business owners that you know there's there's books and uh, tons of um information out there to help but a lot of times it's a very specific question and yeah. so for me i have a just a wonderful network of other business owners that are not really in my same field, but deal with customers, deal with problems with customers, deal with problems with supply chain. And so I might think that my idea is the best and greatest, but I like to put it out there and go, what do you think? 
because, you know, I'm just sitting by myself doing my own thing, coming up with great ideas all the time. But, you know, to implement them or maybe somebody's has had the same situation and they, you know, like the show was a good example. Um, one of the problems I was having is once you put yourself out there, everybody wants to be on the show. Yep. And uh, I had a gentleman that wanted to talk about aliens. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> not really a small business thing. And he really got upset. And I took it to heart. And I thought, well, I don't want people mad at me. And so I kind of reached out to another friend who has a show. And I said, well, you know, how do you how do you field those calls or those emails where people want to? Because I Prescott Printing pays for the airtime. So that's why oh, how God. I wrap it with advertising to have my clients on. Um, and I said, but I'm getting inundated at daily, you know, and he said, well, have a criteria, have a criteria. And so I was like, oh, ta -da. so it was nice to have a criteria to send to people and say, here you go. And, you know, if you're if you're a, a customer of Prescott Printing for over a year, that's a criteria. If you do nonprofit work, that's a criteria. You have to live in Erie County. That's a criteria. So it really helped me not have that, you know, that anxiousness of having everybody want to be, which I wanted to have them on, but then also the realization that I don't want to pay for your advertising type of situation. So Excellent. having a wonderful and, and a diverse network too, not just everybody uh, in your print field, yeah. because I do have that as well too. When um, when the shutdown happened, I called a couple of my print buddies and I said, okay, what are you guys doing? Because this is what I'm doing. Are you, is this cool or, you know, yeah. so it's, it's good to have a diverse network versus just keeping with your same, you know, line of business type of people. Excellent. So definitely. You know, Alex, one of the questions I wanted to ask is very interested in how remote work is going right now. And of course, your, your team, of course, is not remote. They're, they're in the shop, obviously, as they have to be. But it's probably yep. been remote work with your customers mm -hmm. who you said, you know, your, your store, your place was a, a location that people came to. Correct. Uh, what are you seeing and what do you recommend for small and maybe large business owners that had that walk-in business uh, and now we're having to deal with people in a more remote way. Well, how do you connect with them? How do you stay in contact with them? Uh, well, what have you seen work uh, in terms of remote customer service as opposed sure. to employee connections? Yeah, a big thing with the print industry is seeing. We're artistic, you know, and so the hard part was is people would come in and they would, we would, you know, have this conversation and work through whatever problem they had to get to the job or get to the end result. So we started doing Zoom calls with our clients so that they could, I could show them things or I could share my screen and show things that way because we are a visual based business, um, which was really helpful because we as creative people are thinking about art and creativity 24 hours a day. Our customer just wants his envelopes done. He doesn't care. You know, <laughs> he might, you know, he, he, he doesn't care about any of that. And he's got 10 million things happening. So this is just one thing on his list. Call Alice, order envelopes, be done with it. So, but we do have clients that are new and really need that. And I'm going to call it handholding, but in a positive way, they need to be, we need to get them down to the road. I say that we want them to go. And a lot of that has to show examples and feel paper and things of that nature. So Zoom calls has really helped with us to at least get some of that visual. Um, like I said, we have the Dropbox. So if someone needed to pick up samples, we can put it out there. Now our doors are open. We are only able to allow one person in at a time and we're taking appointments, which oh, is really, it's, I mean, again, we just kind of had to see what everybody else was doing, see what works for us in our environment. Um, and then most of our clients, and I think the public by general is just very much whatever it, whatever it takes, you know, whatever you guys are doing, Excellent. 
you know, we'll work with that. So we've gotten a lot of calls prior to, okay, what are your regulations? You know, are you allowing people in or where can I pick up? So it was a lot of question and answer. And again, Facebook, our website, I ran a bunch of different commercials that told people what we were doing. So we tried to hit the masses as much as we could. We have a very big demographic of clients. Um, so hitting all those pinpoints to be able to get the word out. And most people are like, okay, you know, okay, that's fine. Cause everybody's <laughs> doing something different. So even customers have had to shift how they are used to, you know, I still forget my mask. I, you know, I'm like, oh God, my mask, you know, everywhere you yeah. go, you gotta wear it. So even though it's in my car, it's right there, but just getting to that new habit. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I walk out of my car halfway to the drugstore, and then oh gosh, I got to go back to my back car. Yeah, yep. 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 yeah. Yep. Uh, Alice, Alice, what did you find uh, that it was critical from your role as the leader of a small team that uh, you think was really helped your crew uh, handle all this? Is there anything in particular that you focused on, or or uh, efforts that you made uh, to to help your team? Lots of pizza and donuts. Ah, excellent. <laughs> fixes anything so, there it, it really does and I, you know i just you know my team like i said they they are wonderful and they are very creative too so a lot of it was asking their input um letting them letting them be part of the decision because it's not just me i'm, I'm just steering the ship they're back there rowing the boat and so uh, allowing them to be part of the solution um, was was key because they, they felt invested in it. So it wasn't just me like, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and you're going to be happy. And it was, <laughs> hey guys, I don't know what I'm doing, but this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And so allowing them to be a part of it. Um, and then I, I promised them <laughs> in the middle of July, no more changes till August, I promise. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, because every day I was like, beer, we're doing this and beer. And it just, you know, even just uh, the how to contact a customer or how to get them their order. I mean, just learning, remembering, oh, that's right. We have the box now. OK, we got to remember when to put it in the box. Did they, you know, checking the box when we come in the next day? Did they get their order? So and then rewarding them for that. So pizza parties or donuts or buying them lunch on Friday, just mm -hmm. little things that I can, you know, give back to them that say, you know, I really appreciate everything you do. I know this is hard on you. This is hard on all of us, but we have to have a level of professionalism and positivity for our customers because our customers are going through it as well. So, and they come to us, our customers come to us for all the answers and we better, better be ready to give it to them, you know, so. Well, Alice to George, we want to thank you for joining us on the Leadership Cafe. This has been a great discussion. I think um, small businesses, but even larger businesses, I think have learned a lot from, from your ideas about working with your team and, and meeting your customer needs. If people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to uh, reach you and reach Prescott? Sure. We, our website is prescottprinting.com. Uh, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn as well, Alice G. George on LinkedIn and, on, and also Prescott Printing. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, we do our monthly specials and just kind of, again, that's the dyna dynamic of social media gets the word out. So um, we're on Facebook. But yeah, 814-833-9020 uh, is our phone number. And we're right here, 8 to 4, Monday through Friday. Thanks, Alice. Thanks. Thank you for Joining us, Mike and I want to send a copy of our book, Strategy Driven Leadership, up to you, and we'll get that in the mail this week. Uh, we also want to thank Vaco for sponsoring uh, the Leadership Cafe. They have done a great job in support and uh, helping us to identify and find great leaders like yourself.
Uh, remember, you can find this uh, podcast wherever fine podcasts are located, including Michael's website and my website, as well as the VACO website. And Fantastic. I'm and I'm Michael Couch. Uh, thank you, Alice. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing everyone uh, next time on the Leadership Cafe. Thanks, Alice. Thanks.